Hey everyone, welcome to the IGN Movies Podcast, Keeping It Real. We have a very special episode for you today. It is our 250th podcast. So, we are joined by two very special guests, Mr. Kevin Smith and Jason Muse. That interview is coming right up now. We'll be back next week with our usual kind of podcast lineup. So until then, thanks for listening, and without further ado... Uh, thank you, Kevin Smith, Jason Muse, for joining us on the Keeping It Real podcast. Um, thank you for having us. Uh, so, your your new film, you would. Uh, Jay Hold on. If it's Keeping It Real podcast, let's keep it real. It's not a film. It's a cartoon. <laughs> it's a cartoon. <laughs> let's lower everyone's expectations right away. Keep it very real. And when I say cartoon, I use the term very loose. That's <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob's. Groovy, super groovy, super groovy cartoon movie, mm -hmm. and um, it, you're you're kind of embracing and, and deconstructing some of the tropes of comic book stuff. Tell us a little bit about the genesis of it. I would say, well, I mean, genesis <laughs> for, uh, for it came years back when I did a comic book, a Blunt Man and Chronic comic book. Um, that script is what I handed to Muse uh, to kind of keep him busy. He was trying to stay clean and sober. And I was like, he was like, uh, I need something else to do besides the podcast. We had Jay and Silent Bob get old our podcast, which is kind of like an intervention podcast where every week we check in with him and be like, are you still fucking sober? So we didn't, uh, he didn't, we couldn't do that more than once a week. That would be, you know, kind of a little more intense, particularly if like you're selling tickets to it. People are like, we just heard your fucking story this week. You know, so <laughs> we couldn't do that more than once a week. And so he was like, what can I do? And I was like, well, why don't you go make a movie, direct the film? I was like, I've directed, it's easy. And he's just like, no, maybe I could produce, though. And uh, I was like, why do you think he could produce? He's like, Scott Mosier's a producer. And I was like, good point. There you go, man. <laughs> Scott Mosier can be a producer. I guess you can, too. And so I handed him this, this script for the comic book. I was like, why don't you take this turn it into like a web cartoon or something like that? And it was honestly meant to be busy work. Like, get out of my hair, kid. <laughs> and he came back a couple months later, him and Steve Stark, this guy up in Canada who'd done some of our Smotimations cartoons where they took the podcast and animated it and stuff. He came back with footage and it was really like watchable and funny. It made me laugh, which is difficult because like I wrote it and I know it inside and out and stuff. So by the time like, you know, they handed me a cartoon version, I should have been like, this is amusing, well done. But instead like I was actually like, oh my God, it's funny. Steve was able to kind of elevate the comedy and his performance, music performance like really cracked me up and I wasn't there to direct it or anything. He'd done it on his own. So I was like, you guys should keep going, man. Turn it into a, a movie, you could do like a straight to video movie, straight to DVD movie. And he was like, if we do that, will you tour it? Like we tour, you toured Red State. And uh, I was like, yeah, you want, we take it from place to place, makes more sense, can't put it on 2,000 screens, it'd be cost prohibitive, spend the money to advertise it and be like, there's a Jay and Bob cartoon movie and fucking nine people show up to see it. <laughs> so, you know, if you do it instead like Red State where it's like, all right, we'll pick a bunch of cities and pick a theater and just sell to the fan base directly and go there and do a podcast afterwards, um, it'll be all good. So we took the movie out, wound up touring it after it was done. So the whole thing pokes, uh, pokes fun at comic book movies. I mean, it's weird because it was written years ago, but it you know works today because now comic book movies are insanely in vogue right. um, and far as proliferate. There are far more now than more were than there were when I actually had written the the comic book back in the day. So circa two thousand one. So um, it was nice to see him kind of go off on his own and, and blossom, and like he turned it into real money, man. The cartoon cost 
69,000 bucks, which I was like, why 69? He's like, just so we could say 69. <laughs> and so, you know, not a really responsible producerial move, just you know, so we can make a dirty sex joke. Or not even a lame sex joke. But still, it, it kept the budget low. They had a place to shoot for. You know, the idea was like, well, clerks cost 27 grand, so this is a couple, this clerks plus a little bit more with the price of inflation. So he produced something that we took out on the road, and by the time we were done with our first screening, public screening, we were in the black, like suddenly, you know, we were in profit. So then it was like printing money and just go from place to place, show the movie. Afterwards, we would do an episode of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, and it was partly Q&A, so the audience could ask questions and stuff. And then those shows we put up online, so if you weren't there to see it, you could hear the after show anyway. So, you know, it's all part of the podcast machine, the voracious machine that, like, we, we turned on and can't stop yeah. once people expect <laughs> results every week they get spoiled man like yeah. you become kind of like uh like tv was to me when i was a kid where it's just like hey man batman's gonna be on three o'clock and you cannot fucking stop that <laughs> and then right after that's gonna be on 3 30 as well you set your life by that schedule so there are people that are kind of like hey man where's smodcast this week like it's two yeah. minutes late and you realize you never want to be like hey fuck you it's free because A, I love doing it. Like, obviously, I'm passionate about it. And B, because, you know, when I was a kid, nobody was ever going to be like, here's your own radio station. Like, it's this glorious time where anybody can do this shit. Everyone sits around talking. Some people are like, I'm scared to try it, man. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm scared to try it because it's, you know, uh, fucking requires talent. I got to have something to say. Bullshit. Podcasting requires you to have a voice be able to speak and fucking even if you got Stephen Hawkins he could do that computer <laughs> thing and you can still have a conversation so really it takes no talent it just requires you to be able to have a conversation with somebody and sometimes you can just do it by yourself so you don't even need to have a conversation but as long as you've got something to say there's the platform to do it man so once you turn the machine on though and like we keep feeding it like ooh, here's fat man on Batman here's Jay and Silent Bob get old here's Smodkiss here's Hollywood Babylon if you stop, they get pissy. So it's a mixture of like, let's not let them get mad or cross the street and start hanging out someplace else. Always kind of keep them interested. But at the same time, it's fun. Like the whole reason we started it or started talking at all on podcasts because it was such a charming notion. Like nobody's telling us we can't. Like nobody's making us pay money. <laughs> nobody's looking over our work and seeing what we're gonna say before we say it. So there's utter fucking freedom here. And you're telling me the only downside is that people don't know how to make money off it? Fuck money. Like, money is always available some other fucking place. If I have to, I can go back to work at fucking Quick Stop and make money, man. I probably get paid better now because I'm like, 20 years later after those movies, now I'll sell you milk. You know, I can <laughs> command like a good per hour salary because they make a little bit more down there. But at the end of the day, that's just money. Money's never the problem. The problem is finding some place that will let you express yourself creatively. So the beauty of the last, you know, fucking 10 years or more on the internet has been like YouTube blowing up, uh, Twitter, Facebook blowing up. The web version two is this model where it's just like, we're going to leave empty bones, you fucking fill it with your life, your talent, whatever you want to say. So it's a great time to be a part of that. I know a lot of people enjoy being entertained, but at the same time, it's like there's so much free out there right now. And before you know, fucking uh, net neutrality and, and shit goes collapsing with a fast lane and <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden all animals are created equal but some animals are more equal than others. Before that shit happens and the gate comes down and a port cliffs leaves you on the fucking shore, dive in, do it, express yourself, make a fucking video, fucking sit around and record. That, look, video requires you to like secure a camera. 
This shit requires a phone or a laptop. Sit around with a good buddy and just talk about whatever the fuck you want. It's like you look around this room and it's like, okay, there's a Willy Wonka fucking box set over there. Somewhere, somebody is recording the all Willy Wonka podcast and they'll get a hundred episodes out of it. Because you can analyze that a zillion different ways and just take character by character. And that's the, that's the minutious kind of studying aspect of podcasting that I love. I meet so many people on the road Motherfuckers who are just like, because, you know, I listen to yours and you said start a podcast, I start a podcast. First thing I ask them is, what's it called? Because right away you get all sorts of clever punk rock fucking names. <laughs> and that's awesome because these are generally cats that wouldn't be fucking like, I'm making a show yeah. until the last few years. So in the age of like where you can now express yourself, you know, platform of social media or something like this, a podcast, like it's one thing tweeting 140 characters you know, fuck Justin Bieber, hashtag, we all hate him. It's some sort of shit. That doesn't really add to the conversation as much as like, create, create your own show. Sit down, start talking about what makes passionate. Like, it's easy to go to the internet and shit on things and say, this is what I hate. Like, fucking throw a rock and you'll hit somebody like that. That doesn't take ability or talent. You know what else doesn't take ability or talent? Sit there in front of a microphone and talk about shit you like. That's what people are attracted to. I know we're all supposed to like the negative and shit. But honestly, man, if you can sit around and advocate for something, people are more attracted to that yep. than they are attracted to, like, he's talking shit about this or that. That stupid podcast that I do, Fat Man on Batman. It's got a huge fucking audience because all we do is sit there and talk about positive shit. About, like, right. I like Batman so much, this is how I arrange the details of my life to finally work on that character. And it's not really about Batman, so you don't have to like the character at all. Batman's just like the, the brass ring. He's the green light in Gatsby that thing that they're all aiming at and eventually if they hit it they feel successful but these these are just people who are telling stories about like i was the guy or the girl who's listening to this right now and then because i was like shit i want to do this i like that character i want to chase a dream i wound up doing it to the place where you're sitting here and listening to the story and you know when you listen to it and break it down it's like there's no difference between the audience listening and the fucking person telling the story. And you realize we're in this age where you can sit around and be entertained all you want. There's lots of shit to capture your imagination, your attention. Or you can be entertaining. You can flip the script and try it yourself instead of sitting around listening to some other fat jackass talking yet again about him and his fucking stupid buddy making movies. <laughs> you could be making Why your own entertainment. Well, yeah, He's a good buddy. But you could be making your own shit. Like, you know, I'm certainly not saying turn this off. Wait till we're done talking. That's the polite thing. But like, create your own entertainment. Look how simple this is. Yeah. Like, we're all sitting around chit chatting, or one of us is chit chatting. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's he gonna shut up? But this is fun and easy, and fucking anybody could do this. It's not like rocket science. You know, yeah. a couple. A couple of microphones, laptop, a mixing board, there's a camera over there, got somebody working, there's some lights, all right, there are some moving parts. But you don't necessarily need even all this they to have keep an app it now. simple. A live streaming app you can record on Wave of the Future. Done. He's, he's, he's 45 minutes. about shit. I'm back in the, like, 2005. He's now. <laughs> he's talking about apps and shit. The he's stupid the buddy's word. telling you about the new business. <laughs> and that, and, the, and the dirty joke of the $69,000 budget was a pretty brilliant idea. It sounds like you guys are... You said you were in the Not black so after stupid, the huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I, I want to know what the line item was that brought it up to sixty-nine thousand. Like, <laughs> like, what is it? What was How that last fifty dollars? Seventy-five dollars more. We'll put us there. <laughs> there might have been some overspending to get to sixty-nine. <laughs> uh, what, what do you think about? Uh, like, who's your favorite superhero? What do you think about Batman? All that. Batman's all right. No, no, I'm a. <laughs> I, my favorite character actually is, is Deadshot, but. 
which the miniseries was Batman. But uh, I'm a fan of Batman too, but not as yeah, not as which much Deadshot. Old Deadshot or old new dead dead shot. Shot. Not the new Deadshot and the new... Look, at, listen to this old man. Not the new Deadshot. <laughs> He's too young and ripped. <laughs> um, but I, I'm a fan of Batman, but again, I don't know... Not yeah. as strong as this one. Yeah. Back in the day, but I used to read literally Super, uh, Spider-Man, Hulk, all their old comics they'd give me. I used to read all the characters, but yeah. Then he got interested in Pussy instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the comic books back to us. And then it's all over. You mentioned before, like, the, uh, the sort of, uh, it, it's, it's a great time to be a geek. It's a great time to sort of love superheroes and all that. Mm. And now it's, it's like whole universes are being built. Spider-Man's building a universe. X-Men's building a universe. Batman versus Superman, what's going on there? What do you think is that whole... It sounds like they're building, they, they built a un so much of a universe that they're like, forget it. We got to break it off into a second movie. <laughs> Because it sounded like they were gearing up to do Justice League. Batman versus Superman was becoming Justice League anyway. Right. So now if they made the announcement last week or the week before of just like flat out it is going to be Justice League right after Batman Superman. So it sounds like we're going to meet a lot of our favorite characters of the original six throughout Batman Superman. And then after that, we're off mm. to the races. Uh, that's exciting to me. I mean, it's taken... Warner Brothers long enough to, you know, fucking do a Marvel. And I don't know, if I'm Warner Brothers, I'd be like, there ain't no shame in stealing from shit that works. I would just right, be right. aping everything they do. But it seems to be they're doing it in the reverse, where they're like, let's put all the characters in a movie and then we'll spin them off after that. Yeah. But uh, Marvel, I don't know, man. You gotta give it up to them. They crack the code. Like, it's such an artful job they've done of building their cinematic universe in such a way that is insanely reminiscent of reading comic books in, in the 70s. Yeah. And making like, it you know, palpable for a general audience, people who wouldn't go see <coughs> the store, I mean. Could you imagine, we live in a world where Captain America 2 opened stronger than Spider-Man right. 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and that's not to shit in the mouth of Spider-Man, you can, he's wearing a mask. <laughs> but that is, <laughs> but that is There's our headline out. for the podcast. <laughs> there, there, there it is. You can't, that's to point out that like Marvel films, even though there's a Marvel logo on Spider-Man, we all know that's a Sony film. Marvel films has done such an amazing job in brand building and creating their, taking A-list characters from comics. Character like Captain America is their Superman. Should have been years ago something that like, you know, they nailed cinematically, but Marvel films took this, this incarnation or the Marvel Entertainment, what it is right now, Kevin Feige, whoever gets the credit, to build a universe so intricate that by the time you get to Captain America 2, people are like, I would much rather see this than fucking Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, like, they show you Spider-Man in the womb. Yeah. Like, you know about Spider-Man from the time you were sperm trying to get to the egg. You're like, if I could live, I'll see Spider-Man. <laughs> Captain America, they don't tell you about till years later. Same with Iron Man. That's yeah. why the brilliance of Marvel uh, Entertainment or the Marvel Films, whatever, that whole division, whoever sat down and said, fuck, man, let's start with Iron Man and go from there. Like, no, I wouldn't have called that. If somebody put me in charge of it, I'd be like, without Spider-Man, you got dick. Fuck off. <laughs> but these cats were like, fuck it, we've got all these amazing heroes. They do all these other cool things. Let's build from the ground up. And watching it from the outside has been amazing. Being a guy who loves comics and loves really good movies, it, it's, it's a pleasure, man. There's, they are as good at their jobs as Pixar. In terms of a film company that you can count on over yeah. and fucking over again, where you're like, fuck, you take my money. You don't even have to show me a trailer. Just say Marvel and whatever the title is. You know it's just like, all right, man, they're going to try. They're going to try. And right now they're like the, 
The Miramax in the early 90s or the 1984 Edmonton Oilers, they can't do anything wrong. <laughs> Everything they do is fucking in the zone. So it's really right. fun to watch. Uh, Captain so, America 2 pushed, I, I loved what I Marvel awesome. was doing, but Captain America 2 like blew my head wide open. Cause yeah. I'm like, I, I saw the first one, it was really good. But this was just like, it's, it's like making a film, not just a comic yeah, book superhero. third dark night. You know? Yeah, very much. Like espionage thriller is very clancy. It, I, I was t somebody asked me about it, I said, what'd you think? And I said, I think it was like all the president's men with action. Like it, it, it's just <laughs> very well thought out made film. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, uh, you know, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, you know, I, you said you hadn't seen it, but do you think that the fact that it didn't open as strong as they were hoping do you think in what world people though, needed 92 million <laughs> that's weird it's so sad where you know the world people, of the 310 i guess it's true right, man you know? it's fucking nuts but yeah i look what's going to happen is sony will beat spider-man to the ground until there's nothing left and then maybe they'll hand them back to marvel slash disney and that won't be bad it won't be like oh he's used up and nobody gives a shit anymore it will just be like remember when kiss took the makeup off, and everyone was like, holy shit, that, there they are. And that was, everyone thought like, well, that's it. You play your one trick, yeah. one, your one card. Once you take the makeup off, who gives a shit? Nobody saw the fucking what was coming. I don't even know if Gene Simmons knew, but they eventually went back there. He's like, no, the big move is putting the makeup back the fuck on. <laughs> so all of a sudden they put the makeup on after a few years and people were like, Yes, and <laughs> longevity is secured. So, you know, with know Do you think that works for, uh, remember that, uh, uh, we're close to the same age, like the unknown comic, the guy who would yeah. wear the fucking bag over his head. Could have been anybody. And he then he took it off, but we never heard of him again, though, after that. That's, True. He was, I guess he was no Gene Simmons. You're right, but if Marvel was doing Marvel the Unknown Comic, that would <laughs> break huge. I want to see the Unknown that. Soldier. That's what I want to see. That would be DC, though. Be like, yeah, oh, duh, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I don't know, though, Showing man. Up I'm, I'm, my... I'm so, I, I get excited by what they're doing, and I can't see any downside some cats are just like ah but spider-man sucked i'm like all right maybe this one's soft next one maybe that'll be soft maybe they're gonna make the sinister six movie that i read about fuck i'll pay to see that i don't give yeah. a shit and if it's <laughs> bad so what like the franchise will wind itself down eventually at sony either they will keep it up either they'll revive it because they got to keep this keep it alive or they lose it right right so they have to keep making movies and shit and if the movies keep being bad they'll lose it like they'll eventually be like we don't want to do this anymore there ain't no money left in spider-man but it'll go back to Marvel, and Marvel, it'll be like fucking uh, a feast. It'll be like the prodigal <laughs> son returns. Like, oh, for what a homecoming we're going to have, because we have Peter calf, Parker yeah. back, and we can <laughs> shove him into our movies. So, what do you think? ain't no bad. What do you think X-Men's going to do when, when Jackman, who's been like the center of that universe, is Wolverine, when he finally leaves? What, what, can, what can they do? Who says that? he's going to leave? He said recently. Yeah. He's like after Wolverine 3, he yeah. said he's done. I mean, he's, he's like 44, and he's going to just work out. Is he 44? Yeah, and it's like... I'm fucking I think, 43. That makes me so ashamed. Like, <laughs> that dude, he's got <laughs> muscles on his fucking dimples. Like, he's so <laughs> in shape and shit at 44. Um, he, will it survive without him? Absolutely. We've yeah. seen... James Bond switch a bunch. We've now seen Batman switch a bunch. Spider-Man switch a bunch. There's no, there's no such thing as like that role belongs to that guy. I mean, shit, dude. I, I was around and you were too. 1989, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Nothing was gonna beat that. We're like, that's the ultimate actor playing the ultimate part. Like marriage of of actor and part. This will never be better. And nobody talks about Jack Nicholson's Joker anymore. Not in a shitty way, but it's yeah. just they saw their Conversation Joker. Conversation changed. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Conversation changes. So. 
Nobody, and, and people are starting to realize that, man. Nobody in that mask gets to wear that mask forever. Okay. These characters will outlive any actor playing them, including Robert Downey Jr. created Iron Man, yeah. inarguably, for the screen, him and John Favreau, in the way that, like, Stan and Jack created the Marvel Universe. Those two guys, like, their personalities, his portrayal and his belief in him and his vision for that movie creates the cinematic Marvel Universe with Kevin Feige, I guess, working on it hardcore behind the scenes. Even Iron Man will one day go on without Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Like, it's just, and because some kid down the line will see an Iron Man that's not RDJ, which I don't know, I'm not saying that's what we call him. <laughs> rather than say Robert Downey Jr. They're going to see an Iron Man without that guy in it. And that's going to be their Iron Man. Just like you go to cons now, and I guess I keep looking at this Batman Beyond box set over there. That is some kid's fucking Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it ain't Bruce Wayne. They're like, Terry McGinnis, dude. That's yeah. what I was raised on. Yeah. So nobody gets to wear that mask forever. We'll see constant switching. And I'm all for it, man. Yeah. Just like for years, we're comic book fans. We've seen so many creators take all these characters we love and do their incarnations or permutations. Do it in movies as well. Let's see this guy play Spider-Man, that person. Let's see this lady direct Batman. Let's see that fucking kid take a shot at Superman. S spread it around. These characters are durable. You yeah. can make many different movies of them, as we've seen. It don't matter. You're shutting down one universe, starting another right away, and people don't care. They're like, fuck you, take my money. They like these characters. <laughs> they don't get them in movies, they'll get them on TV, like Gotham. Yeah, they don't get them in Gotham, Gotham, they'll get them in games, like the Arkham mm. games. They don't get them in there, they'll get them in Cartoon Network, some incarnation of Batman that maybe lasts longer than one season or something like that. There's always going to be a way to spread this character out. It will never be spread thin. That goes for most characters, just like yeah. we've seen him do with Spider-Man. And we're just seeing the beginning of like the Avengers characters, how far they could travel. I mean, as much as Captain America 2 is an amazing movie, you don't get there without everybody falling in love with the Avengers. Like, just how Iron Man 3 did insanely well after the Avengers, because, like, this is fucking Avengers 2. And then when you watch Captain America, you're like, 2, you're like, this is Avengers 3! Like, <laughs> it's so smartly structured. Um, in terms of the TV show, can't fucking wait. Like, why did it take this long to do it? Yeah. You know, they did Smallville, and, like, I'm sure, at one point, like, all through Smallville, you'd always read stories about, like, young Bruce Wayne. They're talking right. about doing young Bruce Wayne. So it's not like nobody ever had the idea. It's nice that somebody's fucking doing it. And that trailer is fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, come on, showing like the young Catwoman and all that stuff is cool. But just the shot of him wailing over his dead fucking parents, that kid screaming, ah, that hollow, like, I'm, I lost everything. Uh, fuck you, take my money. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. be there every episode. Mm -hmm. But add on top of that, just the shot of the dude playing the penguin going, there's a war coming. That dude looks good and creepy right. and fucking, like, I'm in. I want, I want, I keep doing this. You don't have to pay for television. I'm tuning I want to play in. craps with this. you sometime. <laughs> I know, I'm fucking going to take my money, I'm going to do this. What do they say? They're like, before the penguin. Before, before the penguin. Yeah. You like the taglines and shit. I like it. You're like, I like it said Riddler. <laughs> I just, look, I want Hugo Strange to show up, man. It's, right? This has been my, this has been my mantra for years. Like, just, I want Hugo Strange and I want Leslie Tompkins. I agree. I tried to sneak Leslie Tompkins into this uh, Batman story. I did the sequel. It hasn't come out yet. But she doesn't get enough to do. They did her well in the, in the cartoon series, actually, yeah. the animated series. I was always surprised that Nolan didn't use her because I'm like, she totally fits in with the real world And stuff. you get a woman in there instead of this big fat fucking sausage party. Like that <laughs> one girl in the world, and then they killed her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, all dicks, bad dicks, big, fat, bad dicks. Before That's there was vagina. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did have Liam 
Neeson in there. So, That's yeah. true. I'm, look, I'm with you, dude. There was a, a period, I'd like to see Hugo Strange. Yeah. There was a period where nobody ever imagined they would do uh, Raz Agul or Ra's Agul, depending on who you ask, as a fucking villain. And yeah. he wound up being the villain almost in all three movies, kind yeah. of. Um, at least the first and the third in the Nolan trilogy. So there's a case for Hugo Strange, particularly yeah. because, like, Batman is not superpowered. That's what we all fucking love about him. Neither is Hugo Strange. Yeah. You know, the Joker wasn't superpowered, but he's like super maniacal and shit. But Hugo Strange is just the kind of cut from a different cloth, same cloth as the Batman. A guy who doesn't have the gifts of others. But, you know, like, whereas Batman kind of looks at Superman and be like, I can't be him, but I can be as good as I could possibly be. Hugo Strange looks at Batman the same way. So yeah. I, that would be an interesting flip. And they'll probably be able to do that far more interestingly on Gotham than they ever would in a movie. This is the greatest movie, Hugo Strange conversation I've ever had in my <laughs> life, you know, finally. He's a cool character, yeah. man. Like, especially <laughs> See, when you I've think about that. in the <laughs> comics when he dresses up like him and shit. Yeah. Like, that's weird. I have that action figure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's something I bet you Gotham will be able to do yeah. insanely well. Right. Like, yeah. it's it, I, if this show doesn't succeed, I eat my fucking... Hat. And obviously, I eat my oh, everything anyway. But I, I think I believe in this show. I think it's going to work. That's just kind of a I believe in Harvey Dent kind of. I do. Thing I believe right there. <laughs> um, let, you want to let's uh, ask about Star Wars maybe real quick. You know, uh, so you know the the cast has finally been mm -hmm. announced. Um, and we're not in it. I we're know. Not, I know, right? <laughs> what the fuck? I saw that list and I'm like, <laughs> were you, we didn't make it. It was like <laughs> high school theater. I was like, did we make it? We weren't even. Did you audition? Because everybody did, right? Yeah. Like, it's, I it's don't like, know. Did they have auditions? They they had pretty much every actor under 30 in town like audition well, for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us are. Uh, how how uh, you know? Are you excited about the old cast coming back, or yes. more excited to see these new characters who Dude, we don't I, even? Know. I don't care if they did a movie like two hours of uh, called it Star Wars had nothing to do with the original Star Wars except maybe you saw a stormtrooper in the background or something like that. I'd go. You know what I'm saying? Like Star Wars is a brand that's going to be close to my heart forever. I grew up with it. Um, I watched those movies as a kid, even when they did the last three and everyone's like, ah, oh, fuck it in its mouth, it's terrible. <laughs> I was just like, hey man, I'm so happy to see Star Wars back, just keep making them. Like, they got yeah. the right idea now. Yeah. Instead of treating it like champagne, like, we're gonna bring it out once every hundred years, a new cask of Star Wars. <laughs> These motherfuckers are just like, we're gonna milk it to death. You think you like Star Wars? You're gonna be fucking sick of Star Wars. Prove There's it. gonna be Baby Yoda, fucking Baby Boba Fett, Kid Han Solo, Chewie as a pup. Like, they're gonna do a zillion incarnations, young and old, they can go anywhere and give the, the the Star Wars fan what they feel they want, which is like more and more and more. Think about it. Like the only reason you get to take shots at Star Wars is because of the second three. They only made six, right? I mean, you can't I mean, if you unless you want to count the extended universe of Clone Wars and a Christmas special here. Well, there. how do you feel about <laughs> them like now saying that all that stuff isn't really canon? The only shit that matters. They were is always. Matter. I personally, I always felt. They were always kind of hands-offy about the extended universe, and he always reserved the right to like flip whatever switch he wanted. So they were there was never this like the fan base has always been told the extended <laughs> universe is real. When are we gonna get Splinter of the Mind's Eye? Like there's ne <laughs> never been any promises, and now they're in a world of commerce where they're like, you know what we're gonna do? The shit that people like. First thing we're gonna do is let J.J. do whatever fuck he wants because he's the man of the moment and he's reviving Star Wars and he's personally tapped by everyone in positions of power and he's got the right ideas. Like, bring back the fucking original three, man. They're all still around. Bring back fucking Chewie, bring back R2. 
but bring back the actors, not just the fucking characters, and find a way to tell the story moving forward, which apparently they've done. So they've got my money big time. You know, some people are like, oh, it's going to be nothing but lens flare. I don't give a shit. He can fucking lens flare the fuck out of Star Wars, <laughs> as far as, I, as I'm concerned, because he's bringing back Luke Skywalker. He's bringing back Han Solo, yeah. which, spoilers, you know, is rumored something's going to happen. Right, right. You hear that? I don't know. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. spoilers, in case you don't know. But that, you know, you got me. You got my money. Like, yeah. I, I like those characters. Bring back Princess Leia. So it's smart. It's incredibly fucking smart. And they can make, as long as they, let's say they make 20, and 10 of them are great, and five of them are okay. And five of them are dog shit. Fuck it, dude. There's 20 more Star Wars movies than we were ever going to have in this lifetime. Right. You and I, you, me, we all would have <laughs> left this planet going, there were only six. Six. If you, and if you count Clone Wars, then you make exceptions and shit. But now, it's going to be more, man. Yeah. Now you can, like, and they... Now we can't ever die. We're, we, no, we can't, we we're like Cocoon. We'll, we'll never get older and we'll never <laughs> die. But he was smart. They branded, I don't know if it was him or Fox, but they branded shit early on. Remember, first it was Star yeah. Wars. Then when they did The Empire Strikes Back, it was Star War, Star and Wars, and they always kept it connected and then Return of the Jedi the same way. You can do that forever, dude. Mm -hmm. Put Star Wars and a fucking subtitle and just go off in that direction. You can just get a whole movie about Star Wars, Dubak Patrol. <laughs> just the stormtroopers <laughs> that are on tattooing and riding those things. Yes. <laughs> and they get into fights at the Bantha Hand. I'm pretty sure I wrote the Dubak Patrol script when I was a kid. <laughs> well, now's the time to bring it out, <laughs> slap it on Disney's desk, and be like, Bob Iger, this is the future. <laughs> Dubak Patrol. Awesome. Thank you guys so Thanks much for, for coming in today. It was, uh, it was great. Great fun. Uh, tell folks where they can see Jay and Silent Bob's wow. super groovy cartoon movie. It's on VOD today, yeah. right? Jason's producerial debut. It is everywhere. It's on iTunes and like every VOD Cox. platform. Yes, it's <laughs> That's the first it's one he goes Cox. to. It's on Cox. <laughs> Time Warner. That's my dream. I've always wanted it on Cox. And now it is. Yes, yeah, everywhere they got yeah. VOD. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank, Thank you. It.